0: Can the church say amen? Am I on up there? Praise the Lord. In case you haven't noticed, we're a little bit excited today. God's done some amazing things for us in our lives. And, and, and you know, today is a special day. Without today, without resurrection, it'd just be another day. And there's only one who was resurrected and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father and intercedes for every single one of us today. You know, on Friday they crucified him, but on Sunday, amen, he rose again. Nothing going to hold him down. He actually on Saturday went down into hell and preached to him and took the keys and came back and was resurrected. We celebrate that today. Resurrection Sunday. That's what it's all about, church. That's what, as a Christian, it's everything to us. If you don't believe that, you can't believe anything. And so as we celebrate today, I hope you're here to celebrate. We're just going to have a good time in the Lord. We're going to let the Lord lead us. Man, uh, what a a, a great time we had at the Three Cross Drama. We had people come from all over. We had one lady come from Canada, came up, took a picture. She said she'd never, ever seen anything like that in her life. And how it touched her. We had another person said he went and he did a U-turn. He was going in for surgery and he went all the way up. And he made a U-turn in the road up there and came back. His wife says, what are you doing? He says, I got to go back. And he came back and he began to talk to Dustin and, and, and began to tell us about what was going on. And Dustin called me over and we uh, prayed over him and anointed him for his surgery. Amen. claiming the victory. You know, all kinds of pictures were taken that day, man. What a powerful thing. But that wasn't the end of it, amen. That was the beginning uh, of the greatest time in history. You see, nobody nailed Jesus to the cross, I want to tell you right now. He freely went up on that cross. You know what I'm saying? He could have called legions of angels to come down and destroy the world if he'd have wanted to. But he looked out and he seen you and me one day, and that we needed a Savior. Oh, I thank God every single day when I wake up, from where I come from to where I'm going, amen. We have a chance now for eternal life in Jesus' name. The only way you're going to make it is covered by that blood that was shed on Calvary for every single one of us. And man, that's a powerful, powerful thing. As we get ready to celebrate today, I'm going to preach a little bit from John, the 20th chapter, verses 1 through 18, a very familiar Easter scripture, and I love it so much. Uh, I titled this, When Jesus Calls Your Name." When Jesus calls your name, man, it's so amazing how much God loved us that he sent his son into the world to die for us. I tell people all the time, God's not mad at you. God is madly in love with you. And so now on the first day, John, the 20th chapter, starting at the first verse, Now on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb early while it was still dark, and saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. Then she ran and came to Simon Peter and the other disciple, whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken away the Lord out of the tomb. We do not know where they have laid him. Peter therefore went out and the other disciple, and were going to the tomb. So they both ran together, and the other disciple outran Peter, and came to the tomb first. And he stooped down and looked in and saw the linen cloth lying there, yet he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came following him and went into the tomb, and he saw the linen cloth lying there, and the handkerchief that had been wrapped around his head, not lying with the linen cloth, but folded together in a place by itself. Then the other disciple whom came to the tomb first went in also, and he saw and believed. For as yet they did not know the scripture that he must rise again from the dead. Then the disciples went away again to their own homes. But Mary stood outside by the tomb weeping. As she wept, she stooped down and looked into the tomb. And she saw two angels in white sitting, one at the head and the other at the feet, where the body of Jesus lay. Then they said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? And she said to them, "'Because they have taken away my Lord, "'and I do not know where they have laid him.' "'Now when she had said this, "'she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, "'but did not know that it was Jesus. "'And Jesus said to a "'Woman, why are you weeping? "'Whom are you seeking?' "'And she, supposing him to be the gardener, "'said to him, "'Sir, if you have called him away, "'if you have carried him away, "'tell me where you laid him, "'and I will take him away.' And Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him, Rabona, which is to say teacher. And Jesus said to her, do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to my father. But go to my brethren and say to them, I am ascended to my father and your father to my God and your God. And Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples that she had been with the Lord and that he had spoken these things to her. Amen. May the Lord add the blessing to the reading of the word today. You know, I I thank God for the blessing. I thank God for Jesus Christ. I I thank God for Mary. I want to tell you something. I want you to know something. Where Where were the men? Anybody ask yourself ever where the men were? I'm going to tell you where the men were. The men were hiding in the rooms. They were scared to death that they were going to be the next ones crucified. So they stayed in the rooms. And Mary got up early in the morning, he said. And she went to the tomb. Now, I want you to understand something. Do you know who Mary Magdalene was? Do you know what Jesus did for her? Jesus cast out seven demons from her. Her life was never, ever the same. And you can only imagine in your heart, man, was Mary thinking, that? do you think the demons will come back? Am I going to lose this joy that I've had all my life? And so Mary goes to the tomb, sees the tomb is empty. It's open. I've been to the tomb, Amen. I walked in that tomb. I seen how the stone was cut out up here, up here high, and the stone was cut out down here low where the angels were sitting, Amen. I seen that with my own eyes. I walked into that tomb. But you know, there's there's something amazing. Uh, We know that John wrote this book, and John was the other disciple, Amen. It said they raced. When he come back and told Peter and John, it said they got up and they took off to that tomb and they were running. Now, John was a humble man. John didn't put his name in the book at all. He just said the other disciple, right? The other disciple. Very humble man. But he said, I outrun Peter that day. You hear what? Come on. Yeah, he had some pride going on there, didn't he? He said, I outrun him there and I got to there and I stopped. And Peter come running on by, and we went right down in there. You know, Peter was always the bold one, willing to cut the ears off of guards and stuff. Man, what a story! As we tell this story over and over again, how God touches our hearts. He's risen, Amen. And we need to give Him praise for it. He says, "I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ." lives in me and the life which I now live in the flesh. I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Amen. I have been crucified with Christ. Do you remember your day of resurrection? Do you remember the day that you came alive and came out of the world and begin to live for Christ? Because I'm going to tell you something, church. There's a lot of dead people walking around out there. There's a lot of people that don't know they're dead. They don't know that we have a Savior, and this Savior died for us and has risen into heaven. And that's why it's so important for us as we walk this daily walk of life to share that love with people. The greatest love story ever told. That's who we are. If, we're, if we don't believe that, we don't believe anything. And so, you know, as Mary went there all by herself, now I think there was some other women went with her, but it, didn't, it wasn't talking about anybody else but Mary. How much she loved him. You know, I never understood how much love that God had for us until I accepted Jesus Christ into my life. And he changed me forever. He took my addictions away from me. He took things away from me that I didn't need and he began to replace it with his word and with his love and with his power with the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. I thank God for that every single day, that we got to crucify this flesh. The world wants us to follow the world. The world tries to tell us all how good everything else is out there, but the truth is they're lying. The greatest thing of all is the love of Jesus Christ when we accept him into our lives and begin to walk with him and serve him. We begin to understand that there's power in the name of Jesus Christ. There's power in the blood. There's healings, signs, and miracles that follow us. And I thank God every single day I've seen him. And I continue to see him yesterday, today, and forever, it says, until he returns. Don't you think he won't return one day? And I pray, Lord, Terry, Terry, as long as you can because... There's so many people out there that don't know Jesus. There's so many of my friends that don't know Jesus. I want them to know Jesus. You know, as, we were, as I was trying to get to the cross as I was working and couldn't rent a car, couldn't find a car. And I went to a place, the place of the rental, and I was just, I told Zach, I'm just going to go there and see if I can talk them into giving me a car, to renting me a car. And, I walk into that place, and I've told some of the people here the story already. But I walk into that place. This is the devil. Now, the devil didn't want me to make it to the three-cross drama this year. And I just about gave up. But When I walked in there, I looked down at the guy at the cash register, and he had a cross ring on, big old cross ring. And I said, this guy's a Christian. I know he's a Christian. God spoke to me. And so I said, I'm trying. I'm the guy that's been calling and calling, trying to get a car. They don't rent them one way anymore. you got to bring them back. And it's an extra $150 if you rent it one way, if they even allow you. And so I got to talking to him. I said, I'm trying to get to Braxton County, West Virginia, to do this three-cross drama, something we've done every year, powerful. And he said, let me tell you something, mister. I'm going to get you a car. And he went in, and he talked to the manager, and the manager said, "Ready, him a car. I even got a discount on it, and he bought me a tank of fuel to make it home. Amen. That's the God we serve. I got up the next morning. I'm so excited. I'm packing everything up. I'm getting ready, man. I'm excited for what's going to happen because I know it's going to touch so many people's lives. And I said, I better start the car and warming up. I start the car and warming up. I had the key fob in the car, shut the door, and it locked. I said, devil, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus Christ. You aren't going to win this battle. You might as well give up. I'm going to stay calm. I was excited. <laughs> and I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to beat you, devil. So I started trying to use my old tactics of getting in the cars. You know, Jim and them. They make cars better nowadays. It's a whole lot harder to get into them than it used to be. I don't think I stole cars before because I didn't. I might have thought about it a few times, but I never stole one. I was a security guard and opened many cars. And finally, man, God said, won't you just call Gary? And I said, no, why don't I just... First, I called Dustin. Dustin said, see if he got an OnStar. Didn't have no OnStar. The guy who answered the phone at the Enterprise was the same guy that helped me get there. And he said, did you make it home okay, sir? And I said, I did indeed. He said, God bless you. You've been in a battle, ain't you? I said, I sure have, but I don't give up, Amen. So I finally called Gary. I said, "I got stuff. I'll be right over." He come over five minutes, opened the door. I said, "Thank you, Lord." Still made it in time to get everything ready. You see, church, there's always a battle raging. We always walking in these battles. Mary was walking in a battle. Mary had been redeemed from seven demons. I had a bunch of demons in me too. I might remind you. And there's many people here today that are fighting demons as well. But there's a power in the blood of Jesus Christ, man. Mary, well, she just didn't know what to do. And we see the story as it it continues. And she's sitting there and she's looking. And and she just don't know what to do. And then, you know, she goes to get Simon Peter. They run there and they're looking. I want you to understand something. It talks about Saul. They saw this. They saw the linens. They saw the tomb. But then when John stepped into the tomb, the the definition changed. The first two were see, they seen it with their eyes. But the third time, it says when John saw it, it changed in the Greek to perceive. You see, perceived. And when he perceived it, he believed. You know what I mean? He knew right then he, he, they didn't know taking him anywhere. He was raised, amen. He didn't tell anybody about it, but man, they got up and they just left Mary. And there Mary sits. She is like, I am not giving up. I, I, I'm gonna stay here till I find out what happened to Jesus. He's my all in all, he's my everything. You see, church, you can see your whole life. But until you perceive Jesus Christ is you'll never celebrate like we celebrated this morning you'll never get excited like we got excited this morning because there's a reason that I get excited 27 years now I've been clean and I give God all the glory amen everything in my life from the time I I was raised from the dead resurrected in Jesus name my life has changed and God continues to bless me so much Brother Tim, I love him to death, man. He's anointed and on fire with awaken, and thank God for awaken. They came and helped us with the three cross drama, and we're hanging on them crosses, man. There was a guy came up in camouflage, and he was crying, and man, he made me cry. He made, course, he made Dustin cry. We we're all up there crying like a bunch of babies. Power of God just fell him man he loves the Lord so much he can't he says I can't understand why God would love me so much he loves this church he wants to bless you today if you're dealing with something he wants to heal you today he wants to do miracles in your life he wants to do signs and wonders in your life but you got to want it you got to be able to perceive it it's one thing to saying well I know Jesus It's another thing to say, I know Jesus and I love Jesus and I've accepted Jesus Christ into my life. As we celebrate Resurrection Sunday, that's what it's all about. But Mary never gave up. You know, Peter and John went in there and they seen and Peter believed, I mean Saul believed and they left. They went back to the tomb. I don't know where they wanted to get back there because they might be afraid they'd get caught or what. But they went back. They went back to the house. Mary's still there. And she's she's weeping. You know the funny thing about Mary is? It said she stooped down and looked into that tomb, and there was two angels there. You hear me now? One at the head and one at the feet. I can see it. I stood in that tomb. I can see the places they were sitting. I would have been so, I I don't know what it would have been. I mean, I would have been scared to death. I don't know uh, something. And you know what Mary said? What did you do with my Jesus? We can't find Jesus. You know where Jesus is? She wasn't a bit amazed or concerned about those angels at all. You hear what I'm saying? It didn't amaze her at all. She knew the Father. She knew Jesus Christ, and that's what she's going to get to the bottom of it no matter what. You just tell me where it is, and I'll carry him home. Now Mary could have never carried Jesus. But she said, I'll carry him. Church, he just wants to carry us. When you hit those valleys, when you're struggling in life situations, man, if you give it all to the Lord, oh, man, he can carry it much better than we can. He wants to carry it in our lives. You know, when you finally, when you finally identify with the cross, there's something that happens. When you identify with that cross and realize What Jesus did for our sins. That he went to the garden of Gethsemane before that and he prayed, Lord, not my will but your will be done. At first he said, Lord, take this away from me. That was the flesh and then he said, not my will but your will. That's when the Holy Spirit kicked in. You see, that cross represents everything to us as Christians. I wear this cross and I wear this cross all the time. And it represents who Jesus Christ is to me, that he loved me so much that he died on this cross for me. This is not a piece of jewelry. This is a statement of what I believe. I left this thing in the drawer at the hotel and called up there and it was still there. And the guy got it and brought it back to me. I lost it once in the mud at home and Kim found it a year later. The cross represents who we are and when we identify with that, how it changes our lives. Mary loved Jesus so much and she was so upset. She didn't know where he was. So, she steps back. Jesus said, why are you crying? Why are you weeping? Thinking it was the gardener. She says, if you just tell me where he is, Carry him away. I'll take him away. And Jesus said, Mary. Woo! Somebody ought to shout, amen. And Mary. And when he said Mary, she said, Rabona, teacher. And she ran up, and I don't care what anybody says, she grabbed a hold of him and was loving on him, and he probably couldn't get away from her. And he goes, you can't cling to me right now. I'm not going to send it to my father yet. And she probably wasn't letting go, amen. I'm going to tell you something, when we get a hold of the Lord, when the Holy Spirit falls, when you hear that name, when Jesus calls your name, I'm going to tell you, something happens. Something happens, and it'll change forever, and it's a miracle. It's it's what God does when Jesus calls your name. I'm going to tell you, when she called Mary's name, Mary knew exactly who it was. I'm going to tell you what, when Jesus speaks to me, I know who it is that Jesus is going to tell you to do good. The devil is going to lie to you and tell you to do anything you want to do. I'm here to tell you, church, has he spoke to you lately? Has Jesus called your name? Have you walked away from it? Or have you accepted him into your life? Are you celebrating the resurrection? I'm going to tell you something. A lot of people think Easter's Easter and we're over and done. That's a, that's a lie from the devil. We should celebrate a little bit of Easter every day. You hear what I'm saying? Every day, not just on Easter Sunday, but every day that you wake up and you're alive, you should be celebrating about what Easter means to you and how Jesus Christ gave his life for us. Amen. Man, oh man, faith. You see, we can't actually see Jesus now, but we can perceive who Jesus Christ is in our life. Never forget when I accepted Jesus Christ into my life on a construction job. My life changed forever. And you probably remember the day of your resurrection too. And if you can't remember the day of your resurrection, you might need to make a new date. Remember your calling. Remember your baptism today. Remember what God has called us to do as the body of Christ. I'm telling you, church, there's an awakening coming. Do you believe Do you believe Jesus Christ came into the world and did what he did for us? Have you accepted him into your life? Has he got your attention yet? He'll let us make all kinds of choices. He'll let us make choices, good or bad. But we need to make the right choice in Jesus' name. Jesus triumphed over the world for every single one of us. It's so amazing, this spiritual presence And he finally comes into our lives and he begins to speak to us. And we begin to get in the word and read it. We get around brothers and sisters in Christ who love Jesus. It changes who we are forever. There's so much suffering going on, church. You don't have to suffer. You can let God take over that for you. You can let God begin to lead you in, in a way. God's got a plan for you that you can't imagine. But you've got to know who he is. You've got to be able to hear his voice and recognize him. Because God speaks to us, church. God loves us and he wants to have a relationship with us. But it's up to us. God doesn't make you do anything you don't want to do. That's the love that he loves us with. He allows us to make that choice. So... His sheep follow him because they know his voice. John ten four. when Jesus calls your name. As he called your name, as, he finished, as we finish up, he told Mary, he said, now I'll go back and tell the men. You realize Mary was the first person who seen Jesus? Mary was the first person to witness to people about Jesus' resurrection now Jesus appears to many people before he ascends into heaven and we're going to talk about that as we go through this great celebration but Mary was the first one she was the faithful one she was the one that never gave up she was the one that said I'm going to stay here till I figure this out and Jesus had to appear to her and say Mary and Jesus calls your name. I thank God he called my name, church. I thank God he calls your name. And if you haven't heard him calling your name, maybe you just need to ask. My simple prayer of the day, I accepted Jesus Christ, was Lord, forgive me of my sins and come into my life and I'll do the best I can to serve you the rest of my life. That was my prayer. For years I thought I had to do all this stuff. I thought I had to quit all these things. But all I really had to do was just ask Jesus into my life. And when I asked Jesus into my life, my life changed forever. And your life will too. I'm telling you, it's the greatest journey of all. Somebody asked me, he said, Doug, how long have you been hanging on the crosses? And I didn't know, so I text one of the ladies who's helped me started over in Vandalia. And I asked her, I said, how many years have we been on the crosses? 21 years we've been doing the crosses, hanging on those crosses. I can only imagine the thousands of thousands, probably millions of people that have seen that drama. I give God the glory every time. It's the most humbling thing I've ever done in my life. Every year I want to quit, and at the end of it, I say I'm not going to do it again. But the Holy Spirit speaks to me. I'll be 61 this year, praise God. You know, it's a little bit different when you're in your 30s and your 40s. Once you start over 40, it's like, uh uh-oh, I'm on a downhill slide here now. There's not a lot of people make it to 80. You know what I'm saying? I'm praying, Lord, you just let me linger as long as you want me to linger so I can witness and serve you as, as the best I can. I'll tell you what, God's got a ministry for every single one of us in this place. I don't know what it is, but you know what it is. You know what God's gifted you with and graced you with? You hear his voice call you. I ran for 18 years before I finally humbled myself and I accepted Jesus Christ. I hope you don't run. I hope you're listening to Him. He wants to perform miracles in our lives, church. He wants to do signs and wonders through you. He wants you to lay hands on people, pray for them, and let, uh, that they would be healed. You know the biggest problem with a lot of people is they want to be healed, but they don't really believe. They want God to do something, but they never accepted him fully into their lives. They've always got these things that they're holding on to that they think they really need when they really don't. Man, when I realized that, man, God could take care of everything, that Jesus paid that price on the cross with, that, with the, man, I, I can't even watch the passion. It, it, it's so terrible how they whipped him and beat him and tore the hide off of him. The cat and nine tails had glass in it and metal, and when it hit, they would go like that and it'd rip chunks of meat out of you. And they whipped him like that. Only Jesus could have survived a beating like that. The disciple of Peter and John, when they went to the tomb, they said they'd seen they seen them. They've seen the linen cloths there. When I went to Duke, there was a guy who has studied the turn, the shroud of turn, who has studied the, the, those cloths for years. He was a botanist. And it has, the, it has the print of his, it has the whole body. And it has the, 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 the print of his face and, and the crown. It was amazing. And, and people tried to say it, it wasn't the shroud, it wasn't the one that wrapped Jesus but a lot of people say that it was. It was in a, in a fire it's one of the churches that it was displayed in for forever, and it never got burned up. But it said, then there was the, the cloth that covered his face was wrapped up and it was set. In, in Jewish culture, Jewish tradition, if we were eating and we were leaving, we'd get up and we'd just throw that, we'd throw that napkin down on the table and walk away. But if we were coming back, we would fold that up real nice and set it there so they would know we're going to return. Jesus is going to return, church. Whether we die and he comes and gets us or whether he makes his great triumphal entry through the sky, he will return one day. And I pray that you'd be ready. Amen? Amen. As we get ready to close, I want to wish you a happy Resurrection Sunday. And if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, maybe today will be that day that you make that commitment. You know, we're all over the air. All, all, all kinds of sites see this, this, this service every Sunday. I pray if there's anybody out there that don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior today, you'd make that decision. God is so good. I've seen where we got, like 8,000 hits, John, and from one picture. 8,000 hits on Facebook from one picture of the, the Three Cross drama. And it's probably many more than that. But we're taking the message to the world, church. We are. It's Not just pastor or praise team, but it's every single person that sits in the chair. We're taking a message to the world. Whether it be good or bad, we're taking a message to the world. I hope it's good. Amen. Because we have victory in Jesus. You hear what I'm saying? We have victory in Jesus. It's Resurrection Sunday. So don't be afraid to celebrate. Don't be afraid to praise his name. Don't be afraid to let people know that you love Jesus. It will change your life and it will change their life too. Amen. So as we get ready to close, if you want to come to the altar and pray, you come to the altar and pray. If you just want to stand there and worship, whatever you feel led to do. But if you don't know Jesus Christ, maybe today would be that day that you're resurrected. Amen. Amen. Go ahead, John.
1: I can hear my Savior calling. I can hear my Savior calling. I can hear. cross up and follow me Yeah. All the way
0: Thank you Lord Heavenly Father we just pray today That as we celebrate Resurrection Sunday Lord We couldn't do anything Lord you've done it all We can't get out of our way sometimes Lord But you're always right there with us To help us and pick us up and so, Lord, my prayer is today that each and every one in this place might know you. Lord, that they might accept you and hear that voice crying out your name. Lord, because there's nothing, nothing greater than serving the king. Lord, we thank you for the sacrifice that you gave for us on the cross. And Lord, that you didn't stay there, but Lord, that you were resurrected. Only one man in this world has ever been resurrected and ascended into heaven, and that's you, Lord. And so, Lord, we give you the thanks and the praise today. That's each and everyone here. You know their struggles. You know their heart. You know where we're at. You know everything we need, Lord. And so, Lord, we just pray in Jesus' name right now you would infiltrate their bodies and you would begin to speak to them in ways you never spoke to them, Lord, and that they would know without a doubt that it's your voice. Lord, when we hear your voice, oh, my. We begin to act like Mary. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your mercy and your grace because, Lord, we're just sinners saved by grace. We're not perfect. We'll never be perfect until we meet you. But, Lord, help us on our journey to get a little better each day and forgive us when we stray and we fall short. And, Lord, we'll just give you the praise and the glory always for what you do. It's in your holy and precious name we pray. concludes the service. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah.